You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Womanpreneur Podcast. My name is Melissa Motes, and I am with my dear friend, the lovely and talented Amanda McEwen. Hi. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm <laughs> doing okay. How are you? <laughs> Good. Should we tell everybody what we were just doing before we started to film? Melissa was singing. Was she was singing Lady in Red while she's wearing a red dress, and we decided that she's singing about herself. And what does that mean? I said, I guess I have just really solid self-esteem, but I, I and we laughed. She, I thought <laughs> she was serenading me at first until I, just, I realized, nope, she's singing about herself. <laughs> no, I just was inspired by the red because you were like, I don't own a red dress. And I was like, do you want to borrow mine? No, no. I, we, were, we have this idea, uh, my husband suggested that in a future episode, we're going to show up here and then we're going to trade clothes. <laughs> so I'm going to wear Amanda's outfit and she's going to wear mine. That might be on a day where I'm wearing a yellow shirt with pink uh-uh. flowers all yep. over it. And that's not going to happen. And I'll wear your... Boundaries. El- We've talked about ba- boundaries I'll wear your elephant shirt any day of the week. Of course you would wear the elephant shirt. You're super cute. Thank you. I'm You're not welcome. wearing the elephant shirt today, but if you tune in to last week's episode, you can see what she's talking about. It's very about. cute. It's very cute. I'm just saying. But uh, so we're really happy to be here. And we just came up with an idea with our awesome producer, Brent Mukai. Brent Mukai suggested it, and we were like, ooh, <laughs> for so, this episode. Which, so we have nothing prepared, so we'll see what happens. Uh, we, we did an audible at the last minute because Melissa forgot something that she wanted for our other topic we had planned. So we're just going to go off the cuff here and, and see uh, what we can do. I think we always kind of go off the cuff, though, <laughs> don't of. we? We I do. Mean, we've had a little time to think when we come up with our topics, but um, yeah, so you're going to be pretty excited, I think, about one of our future episodes. Uh, That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. So this current episode, however, the idea from Brent was, what would you tell your younger self? Yeah. To your future self. To your future self. And that's pretty profound. Brent Mukai got real deep on us. He's like, yeah, you know, because... We all want to start. We were talking about that and starting and how hard it is to start. And then we were talking about just do it. Did how did that go? Did you guys like my impression of that? (laughs) It's a solid shia. Yeah, ready? Do it. Yes. And this hand thing. And Amanda's like, what is that? So for for those of you who are listening, Melissa's just making some weird gestures that my make arms, no sense. My arms and hands are wildly moving about. <laughs> She's you're flailing. not you're not missing much. Uh, but you should still tune into the YouTube. Yeah, uh, if you, if I keep curious. saying the YouTube. <laughs> the what YouTube. I mean to say is the YouTube video, but I always stop it, and then it sounds like I'm that old lady that's calling it the YouTube when I, it's not. I that. want you to. I like that. It's I'd like, not. I, this is the second time now, but the first time turn, I didn't catch myself. I'm like, now it sounds like I just said the YouTube. Turn, Tune into the YouTube. <laughs> right. Sunny. No, that's not what I was trying to do. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, man, that is such a good question, though, that, that Brent posed about what would you say to yourself? Uh, well, like, what age? Like, what, what, where, where, what's, your, what's your vision, Brent? Like, give us, give us the scenario so we can really run with it. You know what? Let's, let's take it from uh, uh, when you were first starting out doing what you are doing now. Oh. 
It's interesting. What entrepreneurial advice right. do you wish you had back then? The thing that's funny about that for me is, I mean, because the journey started a long time ago before I knew that was the journey I was on. So it, it's my, I just started working for myself three years ago. Before that, I, I'd worked full time for somebody else for since I was 16. Always, and, and people always assumed that I would own a business one day. And I never, I never wanted that. I didn't want the responsibility. I, I felt like I've done all of this work and I've just, work, 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 work since I was 16 and you know, gave up on a lot of the, the more fun things, maybe that what people think is fun. I still have a lot of fun, but you know, I was, I've always been very focused on working hard so I would get the payoff in the future. And I just didn't feel for a long time, I felt I did not want the responsibility of being in charge of everything. I feel like my whole life I've been in charge of everything. And it's, there's a time when you want to just lay back and let somebody else make the decisions and do the things. Yeah. But then it became as, as the world changed, the economy crashed and companies changed and technology got involved and industries got different. It, it just became really clear to me not that long ago, but it's like the only way to really do this is to do it yourself. And yeah. It's, it's something that I felt my entire life, just do it yourself. You can't wait for somebody else to hand you things. You gotta figure it out. Yeah. And that applies to everything in my life. But it, it really just, it's that, and it, it's a lot, we talk about it, but instinct mm -hmm. and trusting it. And I've always done all the research to figure out what makes sense and then I kind of have to throw that all away and like, don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't worry about what success is or how other people feel like you have to get there. Do what feels right to you and things are going to work out. Yeah. There's not like a, a manual and there's not like a, a, I mean, maybe there is actually a manual, but like you said, throw caution to the wind <laughs> and you could read the book if you wanted to, but right. you got to write your own story. And we've talked about that before mm -hmm. in um, other episodes, but um, I kind of, if, if, if I didn't want to finish or interrupt your thought, but if, well, if you just did, you have, <laughs> yeah. so, so, I'm so kidding. I'm so kidding. No, no, I, I was done. You should I go. Have, I am so big on manners and I didn't want to interrupt okay. your thought, so Amanda McEwen. Please tell me your insight. No, my thought was, well, I, interestingly enough, and I've shared this story before with like classes I teach and stuff um, for voice acting, but when I was a really little girl, I was really big into um, writing in a journal and I was really big into uh, what I wanted to do when I grew up. And it was, I, I really had a lot of ideas in my head about doing creative things and singing and performing. And I used to write it down in detail the way that I saw it. And um, little did I know I was doing a lot of manifesting, you know, as a kid yeah. and just really thinking about it visualizing it, writing it down. And it was just something that I did a lot. And I knew I really wanted to do commercials. It was something that I wanted to do. And I didn't know how I was going to do that. But I used to talk about it all the time, tell everybody I was going to do it. Um, so I think, think back to when you were a kid and what was the stuff that, you know, was speaking to you and uh, what was on your heart? You know, what, what did you see yourself doing? Um, that was just something that popped in my head as you were talking. And then for me, uh, writing to my future self, if I were to go back to maybe at the beginning of my voiceover journey, I think um, I would have told myself to not be so hard on myself because I was still learning something new and to be patient 
And I was pretty patient, but, um, you know, I was comparing myself to people who had been doing it for a lot of years. And I was like, oh, they're so good. I want to be so good too. I want to, I want to read like they read, or it just seems like second nature to them. Mm -hmm. Well, it was second nature to them because they had like decades under their belt. Um, and now here I am two decades into my career and people say, oh, it just seems so natural and effortless for you. And I'm thinking I've read like 90,000 pieces of copy, no joke. So it's like, like, yeah, I've got like a, I got a, I got like a trend going now, you know, I've got like a, um, uh, a flow. That's right. the word I was looking for, not trend. But, um, so I don't know. I think I would say to my, um, to my younger self or my, myself getting started in my, my career, uh, just trust your instincts similar to what you said or same thing you said. And, um, enjoy the journey, just enjoy the learning and know it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm -hmm. I would say, and, and this might sound weird, but appreciate the struggle. Oh, because struggle is the best part, actually. It's not when you're going through it, it's, it's the worst. <laughs> but those times when we're so conflicted and feeling like ah, we're doing all these things and it's, we're not getting the results right away or, or whatever that might be, that is what leads to those lessons that make us better, that make us stronger, that make us able to move to that next level of where we want to be. Because it, it's not it's not easy. A lot of things, they are easy in the long run. They're easy when you're through them and you're looking back at right. them. But, but when, when you're, you're in the moment, it's, it's frustrating, it's mm -hmm. scary, it's overwhelming, it's pressure. But some of my fondest memories in my whole life are look, looking back at my 20s and like when I was trying to figure stuff out and I was mm -hmm. super broke or like right. just uh, scraping pennies together to go buy some Taco Bell mm -hmm. for dinner and like, you know, putting $5 at a time in my gas tank and stuff like that. It's, but there's something in appreciating that. Yeah. And because when, when you do build your business and then you are successful and then you have more money and you have all these things that you've been working for, sometimes I think you lose the, the appreciation for those small things or the fun. And I, I'm very limited with my resources. What can I do to have fun right now? And a lot of that comes down to just when you don't have anything. You really use your creativity. Exactly. And you kind of, I think sometimes you can miss that when, when things get better. And it's great when things are better, but you, you want to carry some of that with you, I think. Yeah, I think, too, sometimes when, when you get to a, a point where if things start to get too cushy and you're not challenging yourself, mm -hmm. things can get really stagnant. You're, you stop growing, and yeah. that's not good. You want to always be in a state of growing and challenging yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you start finding yourself complaining about things and things are really good for you, <laughs> Maybe you need to challenge yourself. Right. Start scaring mm -hmm. yourself. Create some. Come up with some new goals. <laughs> well, I, I think that it's a good it's a good lesson. And it again maybe sounds a little bit weird, but you shouldn't let yourself get comfortable. Yeah. And it's not that you want to be uncomfortable all the time, right? Because that that doesn't that's no. uncomfortable. That's not fun. Right. But there's something to be said about that complacency of. Yeah. Okay, now I've, I've mastered this skill or I've gotten to a place where is I can just do this in my sleep. I'm on autopilot now. There, there's really not a ton of reward for me. And some, some people are very happy with that. They want to go to their nine to five job. They know exactly what they're going to do day in and day out. And they're perfectly fine with that, taking their paycheck. They're and, content. Right. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Again, we all have different things that, that we want. 
I, there's still a part of me that misses the security of being employed by somebody else. I miss the health benefits. I miss the 401k with employer match. I miss vacation days and paid holidays and all those, those fun things. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything because the freedom that I have and the ability to, okay, maybe I don't get a paid day off, but I get a lot of time that I don't have to do any work and I'm still doing just as well. That's pretty fun too. <laughs> so it's, it's finding that if you get too comfortable, that's not always a good thing because yeah. you're, you're capable of more. So why not push yourself yeah. to find that next thing that's, that's going to challenge you, but is going to give you another reward that maybe you didn't expect yet. Yeah. It's, it's tapping into your, your unlimited, uh, potential mm -hmm. and it really is unlimited. It's just what you, what you're willing to do, you know? Right. Yeah. I heard a quote recently that I really liked. It's on topic, but it's off topic, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to tell you We're what it is. And it's fine. Yeah. Um, the quote is the way you do one thing is how you do everything. Huh. What, what do you think that means? <laughs> it meant a lot of things to me. So I started thinking about things I do, uh -huh. like everything that I do. <laughs> and I was thinking about the way that I go about doing things. And one thing I'll say is like, I was, I was seeing my trend. The way that I roll is I care mm -hmm. and uh, I'm thorough and uh, I, I, I really give the best of myself as much as I possibly, you know, whatever I have to give, I, I put into mm -hmm. it. Um, but I was thinking about uh, just how profound the, that little statement was. Yeah. And uh, what does it mean to you? How do you feel about well, I've it? I've never heard it before. So, But what's your first impression <laughs> of it? Well, yeah, I, I would have to think about it. But I, I think that's it. I mean, I do things, the same. everything I do, I do with my full effort. Yeah. And that could be this, the smallest thing because I feel like everything that I do is representative of who I am as a person. Yeah. And so I don't ever want to go into something and not give my full effort. Yep. I um, agree. And that's with everybody. It's how I treat people, yep. how I treat my work, you know, the, the, the level of dedication that I put into everything in my life. And again, there's always balance. It's not to say that, again, that everything has to be all work. But I mean, e even when I do things that are fun, I, I, I give my full effort you to that too. You give full so. effort of fun. Even when you're chopping up celery and making yourself a celery drink, I bet you, you know? put a lot into that. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. I don't know why I I'm laughing. I juice that celery yeah, at the best of my ability. <laughs> And you drink it to the best of your ability sure to you overachiever you. Well, it's not, like I said, it's not the best tasting stuff in the world, but but hey, you're I you're committed. You're committed. No, it's just yeah. a thought. Do you like the quote, Brent? I love the quote. I think it. I think it's just a hundred percent true. Because it's like you know, it, so many, yeah. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say so many things that you do outside of what you do affects how you then operate in the world and people don't even realize how much it's affecting them. Yeah. So it's, it's really something to think about and look at is how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you were to start really looking at how you do certain tasks or how you are in certain situations or with people or how you do your work or how you clean your home or how you, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, how you chop your celery, uh, it, it does, it all works together to get you the results in your life. So, uh, it's just a follow up question. Yeah. For you. What's your oh. follow up question? All right. Um, if you, what is, what is a piece of advice that you've gotten over the years 
What is, or what is something that's really like impacted you? Ah, uh, I've got one. Go. <laughs> I've got to so think about it. <laughs> a piece of advice that's really impacted me um, was given to me by my dad, and he still gives me the same piece of advice. He's a business owner too, but it's not just about it's not just applying to business. It's applying to anything in your life. And he said, if you want to be successful at anything, you need to master consistency in being consistent. He said, if you want a result from anything, so think of, of anything that you've ever wanted to do or you want to do, um, the act of being consistent, doing it over and over and over again, um, that's, uh, that's going to get you a result, whether you're in the mood to do it or you're not in the mood to do it or you're tired or you've got other things you want to be doing. Um, I think that's one of the best pieces of advice that I was ever given was just being consistent, whether it's in your health or in your, in your business or in your personal life. Um, that's, that's one good one. Okay. Yeah. My, my dad taught me when I was a kid, he said, save 10% of everything you make. And it's just something that simple. And I listened and I'm glad that I listened. I still listen. I encourage everybody to do that because that savings, even though it, there are times things fluctuate and situations happen and you spend money and this and that. But if you have that, that just that approach of that being mindful of where your money goes, that has helped me my entire life because we need money. We need, we need things to, to run well. And when you're a business owner, you're starting your own thing, especially you need to have a safety net because business fluctuates and you don't know what's going to happen. And there's just a lot of things. And it's everyone. You know, my grandpa always says, make sure you, you have your rainy day fund. And I, at the same time, though, it's you, you need to be able to not just wait for a rainy day. You need to be able to jump straight in and say, I've got a rainy day fund. Now I can move some of this over and be like, I'm going to do what I want to do fund. Yeah. Because if good. you live in Las Vegas, we hardly ever get <laughs> a right. rainy day. <laughs> well, so you, your savings account should be, be up huge. There. Yeah. It, it should be up there. Massive. And then I would say the other thing is when I was, when I came to the, I, I knew I needed out of my job. I had been there for almost 10 years. I wasn't learning. I wasn't being challenged. I was bored. The people who had made it fun, which was a big part of why I had stayed for so long, they were starting to move into different places. And it just, the, everything changed. It was not fun anymore. I didn't look forward to it. I, I was like, I'm getting burnt out on this. I need to do something new. And I'm very methodical. We know this. I think a lot. I think a lot. <laughs> so it took me a long time to figure out, okay, first, what do I want to do? Like, I'm going to go do my own thing, but what, what is that? What services can I offer? Where is there a need for me? Who do I know? All, all of those things. So it, it took me time. I even went back to school to see if maybe I could learn something. I didn't. Not, and I don't mean that to say that I know everything, but the, what I did realize is what they were teaching in business school, I, I already knew all of that because I've been mm -hmm. doing it for so long. I thought, I mean, this, it, it just, it wasn't, which You was were already good, living and breathing right? it. And it, I don't feel that, that was wasteful because that, triggered some things. It was like, look, there's, I, I, I know what I'm doing. I can help people with this because if people are spending thousands of dollars to go to school to learn just the, the basics, but they're not teaching you the important parts of business, how to deal with people and clients and just, there's, there's so much more than the basics of accounting and what a ledger means. And everything in that business program was very basic. 
-hmm. But there's so many other little facets of business that people need to learn. That was what kind of triggered it for it. How, how can I use my knowledge and expertise to help people? Because I didn't have anybody to teach that to me. I had to go to school and then I had to learn by doing. I think learning by doing is a, is a great way to learn too, by the way. Mm -hmm. But when I was deciding to leave, of course, it's very scary. I've had steady income since I was a teenager. Now I'm going to give that up. And, and people say that they're going to hire me and, and want to work with me, but people talk a lot and it doesn't mean that they're going to do it. I have this safety net. I've, you know, I've, I've been very, I'm, we, we know I like a deal and I'm good with budgeting. So I've, I've built my safety net. So I'm feeling kind of okay. But of course I asked everybody I knew who was a business owner or freelancer, whatever you want to call it, and got very conflicting advice, of course. But uh, one of my, my, was he the first? I think the first person who actually hired me on my own is a guy named Matt Wilkinson from Abe Froman Productions, which I love because Abe Froman and Ferris Bueller and all of that, you know, Sausage King of Chicago, yes. for those of you who don't know. Um, but he was very encouraging. He was just like, just do it. Just go. Like, don't. It's so good. He's like, you're going to love it. And just, it was that that simple of stop, stop thinking so much. Just do yeah, it. Just like, do. You, you know what you're doing. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Just, just do it. And, and any of the mistakes you're going to make a, along the way are, are actually just all going to be learning experiences mm -hmm. who are going to, you know, that are going to make you be more well-rounded, uh, more solution-oriented, a better problem solver, you know, all mm -hmm. of those different things. Um, go ahead. And the, the other thing, and I got this from my friend Angie, uh, and she, she and I have had very like almost parallel careers because is when when she goes into a business I end up on my own and it's vice versa and we've never worked together but we met I hired her to replace me at my old job and then I was like I want to work with her though but we became really good friends and she had told me she's like you have to give it three years I'm like three years for what what do you mean by that and she said every like when she went freelance that's what it took everybody that she knows that has done you know, started business, go freelance. I use those terms. You know, some people take offense to freelance, like I'm a business owner. And some people are like, I'm not a business owner. I'm just a freelancer. So I just mean if, you, if you're working for yourself, basically. Right. And she had noticed the trend with everybody. Like it really takes about three years to get your bearings, to understand, okay, well, what is the ebbs and flows? Because we know that, that work is cyclical. We know that in, in my case, summer is ridiculously slow and that you just have to get used to that. And you can't go into panic mode when you have a slow season. That's why you have that rainy day fund, right? That's why you put your 10% away. It's so yeah. that when there is no work and you're sitting at home wondering, am I ever gonna work again? What did I do? What's yeah. happening here? Uh, what did I get myself into? Did I did I offend someone? Oh, right. And now every client that's ever worked with me knows, not to, yeah. not to ch change the subject, but just to add to what you said. <laughs> right. my, I have a really good voiceover friend. Uh, who's been voicing as long as I have. And it was about maybe two, three years into mm -hmm. our career. And, you know, we were always comparing notes on things and how we were marketing ourselves and what we were doing. And it was right after the holiday season. And it's just, it gets so quiet. Mm -hmm. It's like you can hear crickets chirping because we're so busy as commercial voice actors from like September through December doing right. so much holiday-based advertisement and stuff. We work at such a high rapid rate of so much stuff going on. And then when it gets quiet for, uh, you know, two, three weeks, it feels grossly quiet because, right. you know, you went from this like raging river of, of work to nothing or a couple of jobs. And it's like we, we'd call each other. Mm -hmm. Hey, man 
what do you, what's going on with you? You, you're not busy either. Oh, whew. okay. So you don't think all our clients just decided to stop calling us, right? Yeah, we'd have to like talk each other right. off the ledge. I mean, it was like it is good to have that support person to remind you of that because yeah. this this year this is my third year. And I do feel like that like this summer, it's been really, really slow. And I've loved it because... You've had a lot of fun. I have had a lot of fun, but it's because I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Because I know last summer was slow too. And look what happened later in the year. It's, it's like, all... I need to get a, Amanda one of those like red and white striped shirts that's like, where's Waldo? <laughs> it's been like, where's Amanda? I got to get you one of those little hats and those little glasses. See if you because, can find me. Yeah, she'll, you know, I'm in Hawaii right now. Oh no, I'm on this other trip. I'm, I'm, I'm getting massages. I'm doing this. I'm like, look at you, girl. I love, I'm happy for you. Go, I'm like, you know, I'm places. cheering. I do because, because I don't have the work right now and the work is coming. Oh, of course I, this it is. This is what I know because now we're getting towards the end of summer. At the, well, it's time the recording. By the time this airs, we're in October. I'm probably swamped. Let's hope that I'm swamped. You're going yeah, to be there's, swamped. There's so much work. There's a plethora mm -hmm. of work. Of course but there so is. So I have to look back on my summer fun and say, like, yeah, well, of course. I, it, because you learn how to take advantage mm -hmm. of that and not, not worry. But it, again, it's why my dad's advice in the first place is saving 10%. Um, I've said this on, on the show before, but I'm a big believer in doing the percentage. And that's because when it is really busy, then you're putting more money away, which helps cover the times when it's really slow. It is and so, exceptional you know, advice. It, it, it helps, but it's it's also a trust factor, and that's a, it's a good piece of advice. To trust yourself. You can't just when it's slow, you can't just stop. I mean, you, yes, you can you can go wander the world and do some things, but at the same time, you still have to be working and thinking and brainstorming. And for me, yeah. it's 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 all about this podcast right now. And it's like, how can we take this to the next level? Because of all the things that I do for work, and we know that it's all varied, and I do a lot. This is this is what's the most fun. So this is the part that I have to focus on because I want to have more fun. It it's is not that a lot I don't like my other work, but if we can do this more Womanpreneurs just want to have fun. On. I don't know if that has the oh, same ring. Oh, womanpreneurs just want to have fun. How I'm going to let you go on your own with this one because... <laughs> can you do Woman this chorus? Preneur, they want to have fun. <laughs> Womanpreneur. <laughs> Our new theme song. Yeah. Thanks, Cindy Lauper, for the inspiration. Hey, yeah, we appreciate you. Little shout out to Cindy Lauper. She has pink hair. I love her. Oh, so yeah. this is a good episode, I think. It's going pretty pretty well, considering. There, there's that confidence from wearing the red dress. Yeah. You're, you're liking was, what we're doing. It's my power color. I never really wear red very mm -hmm. often. That's why I bought this dress. Right. It's like, see well. if I can rock it. We're going to go off topic because that's what we do. But another thing that I guess I would have to tell my younger self is um, one day you're going to receive a severed hand in the mail. And, <laughs> and that's going to become a thing. So for those of you listening and watching, you understand I don't do high fives. Melissa loves high fives. We mention it pretty much every episode. You might be sick of hearing about it. We don't that's care. Fine. I um, don't care. Because I don't participate, and it's now become this running joke with us. The first thing that happened was Melissa sent me a, a paper high five. So I, I get this piece of mail, and it's got 
the moat's address in it. And I thought, oh, okay, well, what is she sending me? It's real thin. I always open it up. There's a little folded piece of paper in it and it just says, what was it, high five. It's called like a, from the desk of Melissa Moat's uh, paper high five. Paper high five. So, yeah. right. So she, she sends me a high five that I can't reject. But it says the reason you are receiving this high five you know, it is because of this. And then there are a whole bunch of different boxes to check. Like you are awesome. You are appreciated. She said some really nice things about me in it. So it's balance. Again, I'm giving you this high five that I know you hate, but I'm going to say nice things about you. So you'll deal with it. I was telling her why she was receiving the high five. Mm -hmm. You don't just get high vibes for no reason. Right. Well, I'm telling you, I appreciate that. Yeah. So then fast forward till yesterday when I checked the mail, I, this time it's a little bubble envelope from the Moats address. And I'm like, what is she sending me now? And I, I open it and there's a couple gift cards in there. She and Troy, are, they're just very generous people. And it's always, they'll just send me these random things to say thank you for the work that I do for the studio. And I, I thought that was it, actually. I, I was actually going to throw the, the envelope into my recycling and I realized there's something else in there. And so here's where you might want to tune in to our video version because I'm going to show you as I, I open this envelope and inside it's a creepy little severed hand that Melissa mailed me a creepy little severed hand and she wrote the word hi around its severed wrist. So this is, it's, it's, and it, it's really creepy. It kind of, you know, it's, it's a high five it, that you can't refuse. It's a high five. So now I've got this weird. Ready? There we go. We're going <laughs> to high five Melissa with a weird, creepy, what did she say earlier? It's like a little baby hand. It's like a little. little and, but it's got, it's pretty detailed. It's got knuckles and the lines and it's. It is so, very realistic. Of course it, it led to all, all these. And yes, now I have a severed hand in my pocket because that's what a normal person does. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. It's, there's and, been a lot of, a lot of conversation around this well, little creepy severed hand. So. Number one, we all think that Melissa Motes is this nice, sweet, innocent woman, but she's sending body parts in the mail. Like, what, who does that? And that was actually my text message to Melissa was like, who sends a severed hand in the mail? Yeah. And we I know. was so excited she to receive that. She's been waiting for me to get the mail. I, I don't always check the mail very often. So in my defense, mm, well, ahead. and you did, you did actually ask this because you had a conversation with yeah. someone about. Yeah. Well, we had two theories. Okay, and, and neither neither sounds better than the other. Number one, does Melissa just have a severed hand laying around the house? To mail? What are, what are, what are, where did this come from? What, what are her and Troy into that they have just severed hands laying around? <laughs> or did Melissa seek out severed hand and how did that come about? Do you find that on Amazon? And do you, how do you, how do you search for right. it? Right, so I said it was option C, which was I was out shopping and I was in the store that just had all kinds of randomness inside of it. And I look over and I see this like, I don't know, basket of hands. And <laughs> Basket of hands. She sees basket of hands and she thinks, Amanda. No, I, I, I looked at it and I picked it up and I studied it and then I put it back. And then all of a sudden, you know, the little light bulb over, you know, your head, ding. I was like, I think I might get this and send it to Amanda. And that would be really fun. And then I was like, I wonder what she'll say. So I, I just decided to go for it and buy the hand. And my sister was with me and she's like, why do you have a creepy smile on your face right now? I was standing in line to pay for it. She's like, what's going on with you? And I was like, see this like creepy hand? I think I'm going to mail this to Amanda McEwen. And she's like, 
why? And I said, because she doesn't like to high five me and I'm going to force a high five upon her in the mail. And, and she's like, weird. And so I went home and I took out this like really fine Sharpie marker and I wrote on the wrist the word hi, H-I-G-H, so that when you opened it, you would know right away that it was a high five. I was so excited. And then I, I got a hold of Abby because she knows all about it. And my sister and I was like, I mailed this creepy little hand to Amanda and I cannot wait. I have no idea when she's going to get it. And I do want to emphasize, if, if I haven't already, <laughs> the creepiness. Because so then, what do I do with this hand? I just I just left it on the counter because I figured... <laughs> sorry. Again, if you're not watching, now Melissa is about to spit her water out all over our table. Um, but, uh, you know, l- later on in the day, I maybe have forgotten about it a little bit, as, uh, and I was talking to somebody on the phone, and as I walk by, I see this hand just sitting on my counter, and I'm thought, what? this is so weird. Who, who sends a severed hand? Well, apparently that's part of my, <laughs> my MO now. I right. don't know. So I just, in, sorry, in my head I'm hearing Dr. Evil. Who, who, who throws Dr. a shoe? Evil. Who throws a shoe? I think I think that's a line from it. If yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who throws a shoe? So my question is, if the way you do one thing is the way you do all things, <laughs> then Melissa, what is the that's what a great the callback? That you I just was in the moment thinking it was so funny and fun no, and unexpected. No, we we need a deeper answer than that. No, I I really was. What it was was, you know. I don't like to take things too seriously and life too seriously. Clearly. And clearly, I just, I had this this massive inspired thought and it, it just, it made me so happy to buy this little weird hand and send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so excited to see what you were going to say about it. And also, to, I didn't know maybe what you might mail back to me. So <laughs> no pressure. But And the reason I say this is because when I wrote you, I sent you a paper high five in the mail, she sent me a little note back in the mail like a week or two later. I had gone out of town. I came back and Troy was going through our pile of mail and he's like, honey, I got something from Amanda, I think. I don't, I'm real confused. I don't know what it is. And I was like, well, let me see it. And he handed it to me and it was this really cool little note paper. And at the top, it said WTF on it. And I was like, what does that mean? I'm just kidding. I didn't think that. No, but I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is his hysterical. And so she filled out this whole like form from this notepad. Well, my, my friend Natalie had gotten me this pad, this WTF notepad from when I still worked at the job job and she knew what my situation was. She just thought I needed things like that, but I, I never knew what to use it for before. Well, and then I found her as the second you, I saw that I'm like, oh, okay. I know what I have to do now. So she sent me this WTF note back in the mail unexpectedly, gave me a major belly laugh. It was sitting, it's still sitting on my desk. As a matter of fact, I kind of like stuck it into the side of a picture frame and it's just kind of, it's kind of like fanning out on the side. And I walk into my office and I'm like, every time I see it, I love it. And so then when I sent you the hand, I was like, I wonder if she's going to send me back a foot. Hopefully, gonna, hopefully, I have something. Well, now you're asking me no, for I a foot. I can't I send you a foot. I mean, maybe you won't send me anything, but I hope you do. I, I'm sure you do. 
<laughs> and then that also led us to, we were telling a few stories earlier today when you showed up with the hand about how I used to love to take uh, really creepy spiders, these black, like they look real hairy and real and believable. And I used to love to hide them um, in Abby's bathroom, my daughter. I would like to hide them in her medicine cabinet. Every once in a while, I'd put one in, in the shower. Um, it was really fun just to hear, <laughs> hear her scream. <laughs> See, again, we think that Melissa Moats is such a sweet, nice woman. She takes joy in other people's pain. I've got major PTSD. <laughs> in case you didn't hear that, that was Abby, who was just here saying that she has PTSD. And look how funny she thinks it is. She has you all fooled. I love it, though. It's so great. And then, because she, it's just funny. It's so funny that my daughter has PTSD. It's hilarious. But she got me back so much. I mean, okay. I'm crying right now. No, but what happened was... I don't even know where I was going. Oh, the scream guy, too. That was a good one. <laughs> scream guy. We had a a six-foot-tall scream guy that would scream, and his face would glow in the dark. You see my tears right now? I know. And uh, anyway, one night she was at work. She was a hostess at a restaurant, and I decided <laughs> to go in her room. That alone was scary for me. <laughs> I went in her room. Can't see the floor or anything in there. Went in her room. I I pulled her comforter back on her bed and I put the scream guy in her bed and I very carefully covered him back up. And so, and then I like crept back into my room. I knew she'd be home anytime. And I was laying in my bed waiting. <laughs> I was like clutching my comforter and I heard her come home and I was like, oh, she's okay. She's brushing her teeth. I was like, oh my gosh, come on, Abby. You know? So anyway, next thing I know, she goes in her room and I was like, here it goes. Here it goes. And then I heard the blood curdling. Her scream is like from a horror movie. It's like blood curdling. So I was laying in bed and I was like, yes. Got her. But she got me back. She took that thing and she put it in my bathroom. And I turned the corner. This is like a few days later. And uh, she got me pretty good. But you know what? It's just funny. Pra practical jokes are funny. I'm still crying. It's subjective. Some people love them. I'm not so much a fan. I, I don't, I, I wouldn't appreciate any of that. Yeah. I, th I can appreciate the severed hand yeah. for its creepiness. Yeah. But that, that wasn't intrusive. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's a little bit intrusive, but it's not. It's not strange, scary scream man in my bed. It's good to know your your boundaries. Yes. And um, I want you to know that um, I actually this week planted a black spider in my guest room um, <laughs> nightstand drawer because I want to get my mom. <laughs> See. <laughs> So this isn't so much about what would you tell your younger self. This is about who is Melissa Monks really? And she, oh, this is a whole hidden side. Oh. So would you, would you tell your younger self to, you know? I would have started sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but I, I also love it when people get me back because I'm a good sport about it. Because I mean, I like it when my, my my heart rate goes up. It's like extra cardio, or okay. It makes me feel alive. It makes me feel alive. Yeah. Whew.
All right, man, this was unexpected. I, I told you we were going to get off topic. Oh, but. It's a well, good one. Here's the thing: having fun is such a big part of it, right? Like, yes. it is just and fun. I, I would say where you're going with that, and I want you to keep talking to us. But <laughs> yes, that would be one of those good lessons to your younger self: is don't forget to have fun. Yeah. Oh, there don't, you go. Because See this? Look how we tied that back in. Good work. Wait a. Yeah, not my first time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you mean I have to be wrangled? Is that what you're saying, Amanda McKinnon? Do I need to be wrangled in, like, lassoed? And do you want to be wrangled? <laughs> no, I'm good. No, but. no, no. I, it's just, it's good sometimes to come back around. Hopefully yeah. we haven't lost everybody yet. Yeah, I think people probably are laughing. I, and, I hope so. This is pretty funny. And, oh, and really need to tune into the video to see the creepiness of the hand. I'm just, I'm, it is for pretty, the last time I'll say that. But. It's pretty special. So, Amanda, yeah. so oh. what do you do, like, because I... I know for myself, and I'm sure for Melissa too, like we do a lot of goofy stuff when we're like recording by ourselves and like um, all that stuff. Is there something that you do that you're like, oh, I need to, uh, this is something that I do. You talk to yourself or? I have a very vocal inside voice. It mostly lives inside. Um, occasionally I'll brainstorm with my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta talk to somebody and that's yeah. usually the only one in the house. Your cat's like. Yeah, not no. often. I mean, I, again, I, I I try very much to steer clear of the crazy cat lady image because I do like yeah. my cats, but they're it's you're not a crazy I, cat I, lady. I understand that they're not my children. <laughs> you're a dignified I, you know, cat right. lady. I'm a dignified. Yes, you are. But what else do I do that's weird? Um, Just well, I I I don't know that it's weird, but I listen to a lot of really loud music, and it, a lot of times. I will just put my entire library on shuffle and it makes me sound like a schizophrenic because my musical tastes are all over the place. Um, and sometimes I do my best work with really loud screaming music. <laughs> um, in college and around that time, most of my papers were written to Pink Floyd, more instrumental, not quite as yelling and screaming, but okay. yeah, so the mu music has to happen for me to work. That's good to know. It, and it's, it's always been a, a big part of my life. But I, I know that's not weird. A lot of people work. What I, like, I like to play bill or pay my bills to John Zaccata. Okay. Do you know who John Zaccata is? I do. I like to listen to him. He sings in Spanish. I don't even speak Spanish, but I know all the songs in Spanish. And he sings these just really awesome love songs. I have a John Zaccata station on my Pandora station on my Pandora. And that's who I like to pay bills to. <laughs> that, that, that's I don't know why I get really in the mood to pay my bills when okay. I hear John Zaccata. Okay. I don't know. It's just something that popped in my head. I like it. I like it. I, I, I wish I had a, a weirder ritual because I do work, you know, I work you by myself. You do put weird powder in your green tea. But I don't, I don't, I don't go to, really the only time I go to Starbucks is with you or if I'm having a meeting. I don't regularly go. You don't seek don't it out. I don't regularly leave the house to buy food or beverages other than at the grocery store. Yeah. But One of your weird things is you have don't leave your house Wednesday. I do have don't leave my house Wednesday. That's good, but it's weird. It's, it's weird, but it but works for me. it's weirdly good. It works for me. I like it. I'm I actually just, respect it highly. Thank you. You're People welcome. think that I'm crazy sometimes, but for them, and I do make exceptions. Obviously, if there's something that I need to do, I'm going to go leave on a Wednesday. Or yeah. you prefer not to? Though. I prefer not to. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think you're pretty awesome. Thank you. I'm sure I do plenty more weird. I, I, if I come up with anything else, I will let you know. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like the 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 questions. Our, last week we had a guest who asked us a question. Now we've got Brent chiming in. So if you guys have questions for us, please ask. Help us figure out new topics that you want to hear about. This is fun stuff for us. Yeah, I like it. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really having a good time today. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's something you could tell your younger self. You're going to have a lot of fun when you get older. I'm gonna, I would tell my, I'd love my younger self to know uh, <laughs> how much fun we'd have scaring people with spiders <laughs> and um, scream guys. And uh, I would have started a lot sooner right. for real. Well, th this is, is a little more, more serious and, and not business related, but I, I would tell my younger self to appreciate your metabolism and the amount you can eat when you're younger. Oh, yeah. Because it changes when you get older, and then you can't eat as much, and when you do, it affects you in a different way, and it's kind of annoying. When I'd, can, yeah, I'd tell my, yeah. my old self, too, not to eat quite as much Taco Bell as I ate, because I got kind of fat for a while, <laughs> and it was just straight up, like, all Taco Bell. I ate, I drank so much Mountain Dew, and I ate Taco so Bell much. Taco Bell and Mountain Dew. That was my That's combo, combo. That, that, at, like, 2 in the morning. I, I will tell you, in high school, they opened a Taco Bell right next to the TCBY where I worked. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that thing was huge because they, they had one, they had a seven layer burrito, which is vegetarian. Thanks. And I had to eat a lot of them. And people, so for those of you who don't, who don't know, I used to be, well, I, I'm, I'm still thin, but I was scrawny, scrawny. Like I, I didn't break a hundred pounds until I was 19. Like that was the, the yeah. first time, like, I, and I ate so much. Like my brother and I would get the two foot sub and sometimes we would each eat one foot. Sometimes we would each eat our own two, eat a whole pizza, no problem. There's just a lot of food consumption from the time I was a baby. <laughs> There's just a lot of eating in my life. Like I was always hungry. And as I was active, then I would burn it off fast. I was just always had to eat. And uh, when Taco Bell opened, I mean, cause it, it was affordable. Yeah. And I would go to Taco Bell and sometimes I'd order four or five, seven layer burritos. Because she, <laughs> she had a lot of uh, savings and, because she'd been saving 10% of everything. True. And she's like, this is totally going to be my Taco Bell money. Yeah. And, and maybe there was a side of sometimes there would be Mexican pizzas with no meat. And sometimes there'd be the pintos and cheese on the side. But that it was kind of a regular occurrence. And back then I did drink soda still. And so there was some Mountain Dew. And I'm very sensitive to caffeine. I should not have drank that much Mountain Dew. People would like give it to me because they, they saw how I would react. Yeah. So that was, I think I was maybe more fun when I ate poorly and, and didn't care about my health as much, but I, yeah. I wouldn't change that. Do you want to go get some Mountain Dew after I this? Don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that you could pay me to drink Mountain Dew now. You could, you <laughs> could hold the straw with your little baby severed hand. No, I, <laughs> I don't think I've had a soda since... It's like the early 2000s, maybe. Like I, yeah, I'm not going to start now. I do every once in a while. I like a good ice-cold Coke, Coca-Cola classic. Okay. I, I like to feel the burn in the back of my throat. That's how I roll. Whatever works for you. <laughs> I, like, I just like Coke. A cola. <laughs> okay. I, in the, 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 really, maybe we should change, change the name of the episode to Revealing the True Melissa Moses. <laughs> My God. Yeah, maybe. Hey, we all have forcing many... trauma on others. <laughs> we all Love have coke. Hey, we all have layers. Okay. We have layers. We are layered people. And, and maybe that would be a good lesson to your younger self is to appreciate the layers. Yeah. All the different things that make you up. You don't have to be one way or another. You can be all the ways in different times, which kind of contradicts your quote about the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Or maybe it it means or it's the same. The same. <laughs> right. It really is. Oh. I love it. No, you know what? Just have fun. Yeah. 
I think that, that, that'll be our, our rule number, which we've said before. We had a whole episode about it. Fun list. Um, did you make a fun I list? I did not make a fun list. <laughs> Even though she yelled at me. Do you guys remember that episode? She, I mean, she got a little snippy with me. Like, well, you need to do it. I know. I got so, bossy. It's, it's kind of one of my favorite clips from, from I know, that episode. I know. She sends me all these fun clips that she pulls out. She's like, hey, in case you want to laugh, in case you want to smile. Yeah. And they always make me laugh. But, um, well, I think... Uh, what would you what would you say to your yourself uh, to your future self listeners and viewers uh, if you were to go back in time what would that conversation look like for you we hope that um, we helped you kind of ponder that and pose the question and I just feel like maybe I need a Mountain Dew maybe at this point and apparently I have to find a foot to send you yeah <laughs> severed foot creepy severed foot yeah in your future. Well, or something else. Maybe. Maybe mix it up. Can't wait. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time, you've got this.